Hey everyone, I'm Steve McDonald, CEO and founder of Content Strategies. And we've got an extremely interesting conversation for anybody in the B2B world. We're talking with Mariana Just. She is the VP of Revenue Marketing at a company called Acrolinks, a content governance company. But what they do that we all need to hear about is how they align their individual independent teams from content marketing to demand generation to BDR. And the BDR team reports directly into Mariana. What they're doing is they're eliminating competitive priorities and they're aligning everybody behind a consistent set of goals for success. Everybody has a base salary, but their compensation is all tied together. And they go way beyond the MQL. They track MQLs, but nobody really cares about the number of MQLs. It's about deep pipeline penetration. And is interest confirmed in a conversation? And is that person ready to be passed on to sales? This is a fascinating conversation. The way they think about this, they align their teams and create success. So with that, Mariana, I'm going to pass it over to you and maybe just explain a little bit about who you are in Acrolinks, and then let's get right into the conversation. Yeah, sure. Hi, Steve. Uh, really great to be here. I am VP of Revenue Marketing here at Acrolinks. We are an AI-powered content governance platform based in, in Germany with offices here in the U.S., I lead the global team of demand gen marketers, BDRs. Um, that's kind of it in a nutshell. I'm sure we'll learn more about me as we go, but that's 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 that in a nutshell. Well, fantastic. Uh, let's get right into the meat of the conversation here. No need to beat around the bush. You've got a structure where you're aligning content marketing, demand generation, and BDR all together. So there's common goals and there's shared compensation. Can you explain a little bit about what that is and what the thinking is behind it? Yeah, definitely. So when I arrived at Acrolinks about five years, a little over five years ago at this point, we had dispersed siloed teams in different directions, different goals. And uh, what we saw is that the marketing contribution to revenue was essentially zero. And I came in, quickly started building the funnel. And what we saw along the way is that the BDR team is crucial to that success of the demand team. Everything that we spend ends up in the desk of a BDR by way of an outbound lead, if we're using something like Zoom Info, right, to help build lists or um, campaigns for that inbound lead a process. And while the content marketing team is uh, sits within marketing, not within my team, we are very aligned because essentially we are consumers of that content, right? So the, the team needs to be super aligned. There's no demand gen without content marketing. So we knew that very early on. Uh, but the process of getting the BDRs as one team under Dimension came after a conversation with my CMO as we more and more, well, first of all, I have revenue marketing on my title, right? So that in, uh, in a nutshell is marketing contributes to revenue creation. And so here at Acrolinks, we've got this all hands on deck approach to generating pipeline 
My CMO is Chief Pipeline Officer. So the, the point is for revenue marketing to go much further into the funnel, beyond lead generation, beyond demand generation. So we're looking at things like we need X pipeline by the end of the quarter or by the end of the year. Here's everything that we need to do in order to get there. How does the campaign team come into that equation? How does the BDR team come into that equation? So it's a very aligned relationship with sales uh, as well. And, um, and it depends on, on your company, right? The fact that sales leadership and, and marketing leadership are very aligned here is special. And I think it's unique to us, but it, it has really worked in so our case. Tell me a little bit about just the mechanics. When you say that there is alignment and that there's shared compensation, how does that work? Because compensation is a big motivator, right? Tell us a little yes. bit about how yeah. you're using that to, to align the teams behind these goals. Yeah, I have to say that when I, I starting in marketing, having done demand gen all my life, when I got the opportunity to um, become the leader of the BDR team, I had an, an immense opportunity at my fingertips, but I had no idea what I was doing. So I... I, I did a lot of research. Uh, Trish Petruzzi is one that I, I read her, her book, the BDR Playbook. I have other leaders in the industry that I follow. And one of the things that kept coming up is in order to build that alignment, you need to have shared goals. And, uh, and, and that means a, a shared compensation structure as well. We all have a base salary and we have a variable comp as part of our, of our salary plan. And that is guess what? It's not about how many MQLs we're bringing. It's how many uh, pipeline opportunities we're bringing to, to the funnel. So we're not even getting compensated on meeting schedules. We are compensated strictly on that first stage opportunity, which we call an interest confirmed here at Acrolinks. It has a number of qualification criteria associated with it. And that's where that handoff really happens. And then it moves on to discovery, and with a with price and an additional discovery um, opportunity uh, information. So, and by the way, we don't have control over those KPIs. That is the sales sales team does right. So it's incumbent on the demand team and on the BDR team to be providing a really great product, which is at the end of the day high quality MQLs to you know, and that that BDRs desk so that they can call and schedule uh, that meeting. So the fact that we created 1500 MQLs or 10,000 MQLs means absolutely nothing here at Acrolinks. Nobody really cares about it. Nobody's comped on it. So uh, at the end of the day, it's really about how you're aligning both teams in that end goal. So nobody's comped on MQLs. It's this interest confirmed that you're talking about. But if you could take me back so now I'm sitting in content creation or demand creation, and part of my compensation is based on the BDR's team to ultimately create an interest-confirmed lead, right? Correct. So how has that changed the mindset? Talk about maybe the mindset in content creation or demand generation and what they're thinking differently and what they're doing differently based on this alignment. 
Yeah, one of the main things that the content content team did that I think has worked really well for us as the consumer and distributor of that content is about a year and a half ago, maybe two years ago, they changed their strategy uh, a bit around this thematic approach. So we've got that main theme and then accompanying pieces, whether that's a blog post or, you know, an email campaign. And so um, what they've done as well is create what we call a message platform to help us position and talk about that content. One of the most important things to enable the BDRs with is, okay, you're following up on these leads that have shown intent. Here's what content they care about. And here's how you can talk about that content when you are in a conversation with them. So that follow-up process is really important. It's not like here's a bunch of content or here's a bunch of leads, BDRs, go follow up on it. No, there's a aligned, thematic, governed, well-governed process, if if you will. So um, that, and of course, we're all using Acrolinks to write content, both content team, the demand team, and even the BDRs, they're using Acrolinks to write prospecting emails. And, and that whole part of the process makes it really easy to, to create content faster. So if, if that compensation is ultimately tied together, what are the things, what's the feedback loop because not all content's created equal, right? We write content all the time that we think is going to do great things and it doesn't. What's the feedback loop and what's the what's the ownership on that content having impact right down into the pipeline? And, and how does that change the thinking of the development? Like how does that ownership happen now? Yeah, so that's an interesting question because that feedback loop needs to exist, right? So we have um, regular weekly meetings with the team and the field team is providing um, information and data points around what is working and, and what's not working. There are additional field meetings where we are getting other information, not just from the BDRs, but the sales reps. Uh, from time to time, we'll survey the team based on, you know, we've got all of these uh, different themes available, which one is resonating right now. So that feedback loop is really important. We did a cool thing on the marketing operation side where we're providing the content team with what we call a content consumption dashboard and report, which is really fun for the, uh, I think it's fun because I love data, so I geek out on data a lot, but it's essentially here are all of the themed contents and here's all of the different assets under those, um, those themes. Here's how each one of these have performed so far down to lead creation, to meeting creation and uh, opportunity creation as well. So they have that visibility. Let's create more content around this topic because this is really working. Um, so that's some of the ways in which we keep that feedback loop going. Uh, sometimes it might not have anything to do with performance. It could be that we've just saturated the market with that theme. And so we'll take a pause and um, it's, it has to align with our go-to-market strategy right now, right? So 
generative generative AI right now and ChatGPT is all the rage. So we're writing a lot of content around that. It uh, it supports one of our recent um, product functionalities and features. So that all of it has to work together. Funny how that works. <laughs> exactly. Well, tell me now from a, a demand generation perspective, and then I want to talk about the, the role of the BDRs too, because uh, not all companies have uh, the BDR team reporting into marketing, right? And um, you've got a very specific title, revenue marketing. Yeah. So tell us, let, let's start out with, what is your perspective on revenue marketing? Like specifically what you're trying to do, which may be very different than, you know, a VP of marketing and another, yeah. you know, B2B company. Yeah, yeah for sure. I, I like to describe revenue marketing as um, essentially what it means, right? It's all about how marketing contributes to revenue creation. So here at Acrolinks, we have this sort of all hands on deck approach to generating the pipeline and what I like to say about revenue marketing is that it goes beyond lead generation. It goes beyond demand generation. It's having a holistic view into the entire funnel and understanding things like, okay, I need to generate X pipeline by the end of the quarter or X pipeline by the end of the year. Let's work backwards on, okay, here's how we can get there, right? So we know our cost per opportunity and we know what conversion rates we have. So it's a, it's a very goals-oriented and measurable process to ensure that we are impacting that pipeline creation from a, from a marketing, uh, marketing standpoint. And I guess it doesn't hurt that our chief marketing officer is also chief pipeline officer. So again, I think both teams, and then we have a CRO who is uh, much more on the closing side of uh, the, the business and the opportunities. And we have our CMO who is chief pipeline officer, sort of ensuring that we have visibility into that entire funnel and uh, how pipeline is being developed. How would you say that in the day and age that marketing is taking on much more of the sales role because so much decision-making is happening before anybody actually speaks to us internally. How has that impacted what you have the demand generation team doing? Oh yeah, that's, I, I think we have all come in with sort of um, a culture shift, if, if you will, right? And the, I think the demand gen team understands that, you know, our goal has been pipeline creation from the, the beginning. And it kind of takes a change agent, if you will, to um, bring those teams together and ensure that everybody's working towards the, the, the same, the same goals. I, I think technology has helped marketers and demand gen marketers become even more involved in the pipeline creation process. If we look at marketing 20 years ago, that probably wasn't the case, right? But with uh, the the rise of tools like the Marketos of the Worlds or some of the analytics tools, marketing has the opportunity to be more involved and provide the insight that I think was the missing link for a long time with regards to how do we become more than um, an awareness building sort of machine to a machine that can actually um, increase pipeline within 
the the organization and not every organization is ready for that and i think nowadays definitely more and more but probably even five years ago when i started at acrolinks the team was um, gold on MQL creation, not pipeline creation. So it's ensuring that your leadership team is aligned to that model and the people that want to stay and also aligned to that model will stay. And uh, the folks that probably isn't the right fit will um, eventually realize that um, this is not the right place for them. And you, you've spoken very eloquently here about, you know, the difference between the like M, you know, MQL focus versus pipeline driving and, and focus. What would you say is the biggest difference for all of us that are listening here, MQL versus pipeline focus? Well, in MQL, we can kind of get the, get it everywhere, right? You can change the definition of an MQL and that's an MQL. Um, when we talking when we are talking about pipeline creation, there is a whole qualification criteria that goes along with with that, and it involves not just the right account, right? We have very well defined ICPs and ideal customer profile and personas that we go um, after. That's um, number one. But essentially, if you're just looking at ICP and persona. I can find a lead right now, but the, the pipeline creation aspect of it is you have that initial conversation, you've been able to articulate the value, you've been able to align that with the pain that the, um, the company or the organization is feeling, and game over, essentially, right? And they get it. They're like, wow, I, I didn't even know that something like this existed. And, and then at that point on, you're ready to continue the conversation. It there's a handoff to, to sales where it becomes a first stage opportunity in, in our funnel. Uh, there is also that concept of a second meeting, right? We have to ensure that that person is ready to continue to, to continue the conversation, to go through a demo. So there's much more um, of a qualification process at the point of pipeline creation than there is and at the MQL process where we're just scoring leads and making sure that they downloaded a content and are within our ICP. So that makes sense. And so I think you just answered this question, but so the role of the BDR, if you explain that, because that I think was that conversation that you were just talking about there, but is that, yeah. is there more to elaborate there or, or how would you define how you oversee the BDR process here. How do you define mm -hmm, the mm -hmm. role of the BDR team within pipeline development? Yeah, the, the BDR team is what we like to call the, the gateway to pipeline, if you will. And I think all of our marketing spend culminates in the desk of that BDR, either calling the inbound lead and reaching out to that inbound lead down to even if they're doing outbound uh, programs, right? So we, the BDR team is a very important uh, part of this ecosystem. And without them, um, there I say, none of this would be, would be possible. Uh, not only is it an incredibly difficult job to do and to be getting that no every single day of your life and then coming back the next day for more is, is tough. I've, I've done it, so I know what it's like. But the fact that they need to understand messaging, 
right? They need to be able to talk to someone on LinkedIn, on email, on the phone. So there is a lot that ends up in within their realm of responsibility. And then they've got the relationship with the dimension, but they also have the relationship with the sales team and they are ultimately working with dimension and working for the sales team. There's a lot that that team is responsible for uh, right now and is taking on um, in addition to inviting people to come to our events or to attend a webinar. And so they are responsible for quite a lot and that initial a qualification criteria really is at the uh, responsibility of the web, uh, the BDR to do. That's the main difference as I'm taking away what you're saying here is you said today I could define an MQL and come up with a, a number of leads, but it's that additional conversation and additional qualifications and their intent and their interest that gets confirmed within the BDR process. Is that what you're saying? The initial qualification does, uh, is this lead ready to have a conversation with my sales rep right. that is on the on the BDR to do, and then that BDR is scheduling that meeting, that first meeting happens, um, there's a number of questions that are being asked in that meeting, um, down to do we, um, is this person ready to have a second meeting, and, and then that's when that handoff occurs, and it becomes an interest confirmed opportunity in our funnel. It's interesting. I was just reading last week. Um, I think it was PricewaterhouseCoopers was talking about an interview they had with uh, a C-suite of Pardo. And the basic notion of it was there's all kinds of great automated technology. But Pardo's perspective was marketing automation, the number one job is to queue up a human-to-human -human conversation. And it's that conversation where the real qualification and the confirmation, right? And Absolutely. You know, the interest to move on to the next stage happens. And it sounds like that's exactly what you're doing with your BDR team. Yes. And uh, even if the prospect has done 80% of the, the job of educating themselves, which is, I think, the number that's being thrown out these days, that it is crucial even when someone comes in and they are ready right now and they click that let's talk button and they're ready to talk the that conversation with the BDR needs to happen because we need to understand things like how many writers do you have on your team and what is your need exactly for Acrolinks where are your current content challenges and and the BDR is doing that pre-qualification so that the the sales rep can focus on very high quality um, bleeds. Well, we've covered a lot of ground here. If there was kind of a takeaway for how you're running revenue marketing, including demand generation and the BDR team and further down into the pipeline, taking responsibility, what would be the takeaway that you would want us to have? Yeah, I think, um... Not only as it relates to that question, but I think as, as a whole, people, I think people process, right? Those are two things that are very important in this, uh, in as, as a leader in, in this, this place that I sit. If we have the right people and uh, that share that same philosophy, 
you are going to be in a wonderful place if you're committed to building that alignment, continuing to build that alignment with your sales team. And if you've got the process down, right? And you've got marketing operations and RevOps working together to ensure that we are following a process that works, that is on your CRM, that everybody has access to. It is, I think, a great combination to, to make all of this um, all of this work really well. Well, fantastic. Well, thank you very much uh, for sharing all of this. In insights, phenomenal, because what you're talking about here, I, I would guesstimate a very, very small percentage of, of companies are doing it like this. And uh, there's been a lot written about the death of the MQL. And I think you've explained really well why <laughs> on this conversation, it just scratches <laughs> the surface, really. Yeah, perhaps in the end of an era here and everyone is getting more and more aligned with that concept. I mean, not to say that we don't generate MQLs, we absolutely do, but it is not how we get compensated. And again, if you don't have your the same goals as your BDR team and your sales team, I can guarantee you it's not going to be a very successful partnership.